Vox Quick Hits. For the past month, I've been completely hooked on WandaVision, a TV series on Disney+. Wanda and Vision, aren't we a five-pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. I was already a Marvel fan. I maintain that Thor Ragnarok deserved an Oscar. But something about this series felt so different from, and frankly a lot more interesting, than the average superhero movie. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. First off, there's barely any fighting in it. But mostly, it's an incredibly layered piece of storytelling with a really fun structure that let us down a history of sitcom television. And it also had something to say about the power of grief and escapism. And it couldn't have come at a better time. WandaVision wasn't just meaningful for audiences. It also revealed what the future of superhero films and TV shows might look like, especially the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are an unusual couple, you know? Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. The last time we visited this world was in Avengers Endgame, a film back in 2019, which was the grand finale in a decade-long saga that included characters like Iron Man and Captain America. The MCU has totally dominated the superhero space for the past decade, but could WandaVision provide a template for different kinds of superhero movies in the future? Here to explain is my colleague, Alex Avad Santos, a reporter at Vox, who's also a PhD-level expert on the MCU. Hi, Alex. Hi. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about WandaVision? Oh my gosh, it's the only thing that I've wanted to talk about for the longest time. And now is kind of your last chance to step away if you've never seen the show and you don't want to hear any spoilers. But first things first, WandaVision is this nine-episode series on Disney Plus that's fairly complex. So can you give us a rather high-level rundown of what happens? <laughs> okay. Basically, uh, where we left off in Endgame was that everyone was kind of like doing their own thing. Like everyone came back from the blip. Everyone's like kind of back to life and getting on with their own, I guess, their own deals. Like we all saw it at the ending. What WandaVision does is it goes into the story of Wanda Maximoff, who is one of the Avengers, who has maybe had like five minutes of screen time for all of the MCU and it's basically her story about what happened to her after the snap and everyone defeats Thanos. And it's like, you go, do you have a normal life? And it turns out she doesn't have a normal life because her boyfriend robot got killed. Her twin brother got killed. And it's just like, it's her processing her grief. And so we catch up with her. And basically WandaVision is her story with Vision, who is her robot boyfriend. What feels really unique about WandaVision from other MCU films is that you click into it and it feels like you're watching this sitcom from the 1950s. What is special about the style of the show? Right. So the show is a show within a show. It's basically you're watching a sitcom that's stylistically and it's kind of also thematically very 50s, 60s inspired. Guess who? Vision. Each episode is dedicated to like an era of vintage television. And it goes from the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up to like the 90s and even like Modern Family and The Office. And by the end of it, you're just like, what am I watching? Like, what is what is happening? And because it's like a Marvel show, you're just like, you're just not used to it. We're just all used to these movies where people beat each other up. It's like the big bad comes 
And this one is more of a slow boil. And WandaVision is more about a character development. And so you kind of piece together that the way that you're watching all these shows or the reason you're watching all these shows is because it's a type of escapism for Wanda. And she watched these shows because they were the thing that she went to when she was facing all this trauma. And so you're just like, oh my gosh, is that my own relationship with television? What show do I watch that makes me feel better? <laughs> like mine would be Sex in the City. Wait, that's that's such a good prompt question at like a dinner party or something. What is your WandaVision show? What is your WandaVision show? It's 30 Rock because I'm a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you mentioned some of these bigger themes, but what what else does the show explore beyond, you know, Catherine Hahn just being incredible? Catherine, I would just watch the show for Catherine Hahn being incredible. <laughs> Hello, dear. I'm Agnes, your neighbor to the right. My right, not yours. Forgive me for not stopping by sooner to welcome you to the block. My mother-in-law was in town, so I wasn't. And obviously Catherine Hahn was, you know, the steen sealer of the century in WandaVision. She plays Agatha Harkness, but it's more complicated than that. Catherine Hahn plays a, a very ancient witch. But you don't know it in the beginning. Like, she's just a nosy neighbor, and she kind of knows everything that's going on. And then there's this amazing bait and switch where you're just like, oh, she's been faking it the whole time. And it's it just... She's been... Oh, I'm not going to sing it. It's, it's written by the people that did the Frozen Let It Go. You know, they can do it. I am completely tone deaf. Who's been messing up everything? what's great about the show is that there are all these like little easter eggs for Marvel fans and I basically I'm a a giant Marvel fan um, and grew up reading the comic books and so like each little thing is like oh my gosh is this going to be a part of the thing that goes back to the comics but it's all kind of wrapped together into telling you this story about Wanda who you may not have even cared about that much like in the movies like she's a character but she's only ever played like one note Right. And part of the fun of WandaVision was it came out weekly, which is, you know, kind of unusual for modern TV projects where, you know, you get it all at once, you can binge it, whatever. But part of that fun was every week people got to theorize about what next week episode would be about or what it meant for the rest of the MCU. And like there were obviously some moments that people loved online. But what were some of the popular fan theories that were percolating as the show was airing? Oh, my gosh. Every Friday morning, WandaVision came out midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, and people would get up early in the morning, watch it. And within like, I think like 9 a.m. Eastern, all the spoilers were out there. And so with this weekly release, you had these fan theories that were just like, what am I going to see next? What am I going to see next? And it like kind of like tapped into this whole like Marvel geekdom that was like, are we going to see like the X-Men? Are we going to see Magneto? And it's like, in ways that you couldn't even imagine, like the deepest comic cuts ever. Now that we know what happens at the end, what are some of the leftover theories that people are now having to like work with? Because, I mean, I had a lot of questions. Like, are we just supposed to accept that these little boys, <laughs> her sons, just go away forever? I mean, That's so were dark. kind of imaginary. Yeah, but they were and real. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, yeah. So basically, I think what's going on with WandaVision is that everything that you see here is based on comics. And comics have been going on for over 50 years. And so, like, if you have, like, a little nugget of, like, what happens in WandaVision, 
there's at least like years and years of comic stuff that go into it. And so you can kind of cheat and you can kind of be like, well, I can go pick up the comic book or maybe read the Wikipedia. And then I can find out that Billy and Tommy are actually reincarnated souls that come back. What? Uh, Yeah, they come back way down the line because comics are convoluted and crazy. So I guess like for comic book people, it's like everyone's catching up. Like everyone's waiting for everything to catch up to what's happening in the comics. Right. And it also kind of goes into the sense that we've had over the past decade about, you know, the Avengers and the MCU and superhero movies in general has been thought of as like, what's killing cinema? Because you can only make either like really cheap movies like bro rom-coms, whatever, or you can make big, huge budget superhero movies. But then you get something like WandaVision and it feels really layered and complicated. And, you know, there's it feels like, you know, art. And I mean, do you think that the success of WandaVision will maybe encourage more superhero movies to be a little bit more than just like guys fighting in suits. And I know, and I know that is not what superhero (laughs) films all are. I'm just saying that as a lady who doesn't really care about action scenes, I loved WandaVision because there was like none of that. And there was really good, there were really good dresses in WandaVision and the costuming and like you got to see Elizabeth Olsen actually be funny and show off her range and just be more than like a mean which you know what I mean like yeah her character Wanda Maximoff in the in the other MCUs she was like okay she has this really bad Eastern European accent and she's just kind of a bummer <laughs> they just like roll her in when they want someone to be mean to bad guys and they're yeah. just like it, Wanda it's your turn go ahead and then <laughs> it's it's nice for her and nice for the actress Elizabeth Olsen to show us that there's more to it than that I think what your reaction was was a lot was like a lot of casual fans reactions, which was, yeah, this is kind of cool. I like this. Um, I wish Marvel did more of this and maybe TV allows Marvel to do more of it. But I I, I think that there's also the film critics will say that like, well, I mean, eventually reverted back to Marvel at the very end. Right. Like it was like, oh, well, here's what's going to happen next. Here is how it fits into the Marvel universe. But I think those like first four episodes are really fun and wacky and weird. And that's when it was at its best. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I think like the genre doesn't have to be so rigid. Mm -hmm. And I think that WandaVision did that. Thank you so much for joining Alex. Uh, You can read more of his work at Vox.com. 